Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is accepting change. The winds of change blow through our life, sometimes gently, sometimes like a tropical storm. Yes, we have resting places, time to adjust to another level of living, time to get our balance, time to enjoy rewards. We have time to change, catch our breath. But change is inevitable and desirable. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of change in my life and mostly for the good. And uh, in a strange way, it's made me depressed. And I think it's just this kind of like not understanding that that's, you know, there's going to be a resistance to change. And it's not smooth, but it's always best. You know, it always works out in the long, long run. I, you know, at least speaking from my experience. Um, and I like the part about, you know, it being desirable. Back to the reading. Sometimes when the winds of change begin to rustle, we're not certain the change is for the better. We may call it a stress or a temporary condition. Yeah, zebras don't call it stress. I think that that book, when zebras, why zebras don't get ulcers or something. I haven't read it, but that topic is, uh, or that title is uh, illuminating. Uh, Back to the reading. We may call it a stress or a temporary condition. Certain will be restored to normal. Sometimes we resist. We tuck our head down and buck the wind hoping that things will quickly calm down, get back to the way things were. Is it possible we're being prepared for a new normal? And I think I'm pausing because, you know, I've had that, you know, as, 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 as as regards to the, you know, a living situation where like I have a new normal and I have a new floor, I guess. Uh, Back to the reading. Change will sweep through our life as needed to take us where we're going. We can trust that our higher power has a plan in mind, even when we don't know where the changes are leading. We can trust that the change taking place is good. The wind will take us where we need to go. Today, help me, God, to let go of my resistance to change. Help me be open to the process. Help me believe that the place I'll be dropped off will be better than the place where I was picked up. Help me surrender, trust, and accept even if I don't understand. And that's the other thing about like, you know, talk about acceptance being the key to life. You know, I interviewed David Burns on Feeling Good on my uh, other podcast, Unconventional Thinkers. And he said, you know, acceptance of his mediocrity was paradoxically, you know, the most self-loving thing you, you can do. And, you know, change is inevitable. And, you know, so just to, you know, to have that acceptance um, versus wanting control, which is really an illusion. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is freedom. Many of us were oppressed and victimized as children. As adults, we may continue to keep ourselves oppressed. Yeah, I think we become our own, pres- uh, whatever, warden or what, however you say it. Some of us don't re- recognize that caretaking and not setting boundaries will leave us feeling victimized. Some of us don't understand that thinking of ourselves as victims will leave us feeling oppressed. You know, on a personal note, it just reminds me of there's plenty of synchronicity in the book by, I think it's Henry Cloud called Boundaries. And uh, I always think of that book every time that I read it. And, uh, you know, hopefully by the next episode, I I will have made more of a dent. Although I'm reading quite a bit right now. Back to the reading. Some of us don't understand that thinking of ourselves as victims will leave us feeling oppressed. Some of us don't know that we hold the key to our own freedom. The key is, that key is honoring ourselves and taking care of ourselves. Some of us don't know that we hold the key to our own freedom. That key is honoring ourselves and taking care of ourselves. We can say what we mean and mean what we say. 
We can stop waiting for others to give us what we need and take responsibility for ourselves. When we do, the gates to freedom will swing wide. Walk through. Today, I will understand that I hold the key to my freedom. I will stop participating in my oppression and victimization. I will take responsibility for myself and let others do as they may. I will take responsibility for myself and let others do what they may. I mean, this stuff is just brilliant stuff. The next reading comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is service. But before we can serve one another, we must be first willing to love and serve ourselves. Such an important point and something that I just really love about, uh, you know, strengthening my recovery in ACA as far as like putting the priorities. Because a lot of times service can come from a very much a people-pleasing and codependent way. And, you know, I'm starting to realize that, you know, when, when I say yes to, to something, sometimes I might be saying no to, you know, me, my inner child, you know, my higher powers will, um, you know, things that are, you know, actually important. Back to the reading. Many of us find such wonderful answers in ACA that we want to spread the word and help others before we understand what ACA is really about. And before we understand that we need to have it before we can give it away. We're all encouraged to offer service in our meetings as a way of giving back. And that's all that's expected of us for a while. If we choose to pro- provide service beyond our meeting, it's essential for our personal recovery that we examine our motives. Anything we do, whether it's getting involved in an inner group or starting other meetings, must come from a place of love and gratitude for what we've received. I love that. If not, we may get mired in control issues, inserting ourselves in situations where we don't belong, or we may feel victimized if we think we're not appreciated enough. If these things happen and we're working our program and using the ACA tools, we'll be able to take a step back and see that service is a gift we give to ourselves and others. It is full of opportunities for growth that we might not otherwise have. On this day, I will balance the service I give with my own recovery needs. And the final reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is trait 12. We are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold us, hold on to a relationship in order not to experience painful abandonment feelings, which we receive from living with sick people who were never there emotionally for us. You know, I, you know there's that, that term of emotional intelligence, which, you know, there's a debate if that's even real. I think once I got into the rooms, particularly into ACA and started doing the deep, you know, inner trauma work, you know, it's that emotional literacy, really, just to, to kind of identify, you know, how I'm feeling like in that situation. And that's usually the first question. That's not something to, uh, you know, sometimes evaluate like after. And I think part of this work is constantly reminding myself that that is the first question, uh, you know, because the feelings can affect the thoughts and then. You know, the thoughts can, you know, obviously they might, you know, sometimes feeling thoughts based on feelings might, you know, override intellect. So and then the part about the do anything to hold on to a relationship. And one of the things is to not get involved in a relationship. I think ACA was the first time I heard the word relationship anorexia, for example. Back to the reading. Many of us wish we did not perpetuate certain family disease traditions like abandonment, but we do so anyway. We may have abandoned someone on purpose as an outlet for our anger or as a form of retribution. No matter what the reason, we're now in recovery to break the cycle of this multi-generational family disease the best we can. You know, I really appreciate the people who listen. Um, 
to this podcast regularly, but I think it's more because these are the most courageous people I've ever met in my life. You know, the people that do this work, you know, cause it's, it's a struggle and, you know, it's, you know, as it says in this reading, it's multi-generational family disease. You know, it's not, you know, it's not as simple as like, you know, I need to get a certain score on the SAT. Back to the reading. The idea of not abandoning others may feel like a foreign concept. Maybe we just don't know how to stay, how to feel safe long enough to be intimate. It can feel terrifying to get close to others. Being with fellow travelers in this program is a first step in practicing what it's like to tolerate intimacy. It's also where we can learn to communicate, resolve problems, and forgive in ways we were never taught. We perform a real act of courage when we do things differently in recovery. We can practice. We can do it. This is our living amends, a gift to ourselves and others in recovery, and perhaps to our families as well. On this day, I will practice new trusting behavior with my ACA friends. I will continue to learn healthier ways of communicating that will keep me from leaving others for the wrong reasons. Wow, all these were outstanding and very timely. Um, you know, thank you for letting me be of service, I guess, in this thing. That's all the time. Those are all the readings for today. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to be still and know. To don't just do something, sit there. To love myself, to feel my feelings, and to pause because that's where God is.